podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Martinelli out, but which midfielder am I replacing him with? Welcome to the Gianni Baticci YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. There are so many good midfield options this year. We're spoiled for choice, but it also means we're having to sell good players to get what we think are going to be slightly better players. And I'm faced with that conundrum this week. Now, many of you will be on two free transfers. It's a lot of fun. It's a good game week ahead. Are we jumping off Arsenal Man United midfielders? That's the big question, I guess. And look, I think what we've seen so far with Man United mids in game week three, Bruno Rashford delivered. I'm not so sure all those Arsenal mids are delivering. There's an argument to say Saka's doing well enough to hold, but Odegaard, Martinelli, is it time to sell? Probably because there's such good options out there. So look, let's have a look at how I'm set up for my transfer for game week four. So here we go. The big decisions I've got. Let's go through them one by one. First, we'll give you my team. I've got Nana in goal, Chilwell, Guardiola and Colwell. So double Chelsea defence. The midfield five, which includes Martinelli, Saka, Rashford, uh, Foden and Matoma. And Martinelli will be off. Um... Jackson and Haaland up front. I've got a stupid hand first bench. So the big three questions I've got. Which goalkeeper do I play? Turner or Anana? Both with tricky away games. Um, who do I bench? Is it a stupid hand or is it Matoma? Or could it be Colwell? Um, and then uh, which midfielder am I bringing in? Right. So let, let's go with the, the first big question there around which midfielder I'm bringing in. But look, I've got two million in the bank. I've got that free transfer. So I've got loads of flexibility. In fact, before I do say the midfielder I'm bringing in, let's go through the quick and easy questions. I think Anana over Turner just edges it. I think United have a slightly higher chance of a clean sheet than Nottingham Forest. Forest were good defensively, have been good defensively this season. We'll look at some of the team data in a second, um, which might change my opinion. Let's have a look at that. And then in terms of benchings, again, the team data is going to help determine why I think I will bench a Stupinan. So let's have a look at some team data for attack and team data first for defence. Because this is going to help me with my decisions and then we'll look at who I'm transferring in. So I was on FPL Blackbox last night with Az and I said to Az, do you mind if I steal your uh, defence and attack numbers? Because they're really good. It's it's the expected goal conversion non-penalty for defence, right? So who are the best defences in the league, effectively? in terms of shots and, and uh, shots faced, right? In terms of chances uh, faced. So as we know, no surprises, Man City are the best defence in the league, which is why I bought Guardiola last week, which is why I think many will move to a set and forget Man City defender. But if we're thinking of my goalkeeper question and we're thinking of my Stupinant question, Forrest have been sixth best so far. Not bad. Man United down in 13th. So, you know... Maybe one to consider there. Right at the bottom, Fulham, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, bottom four. They're the teams to target, guys. They're the teams to target. Now, who plays Fulham this week? Man City, which is why Haaland's such an obvious captaincy option. And Foden, I think, is a really nice buy. But we can also see down there, in terms of the league's worst defences so far, despite having amazing fixtures, that's Brighton. Really surprised to see them in 16th, or, or am I? I don't know. They're, they're all out attack, they're fun, they're vibes FC. And with that, we're going to get goals and assists from a Stupidan, but are we going to get clean sheets? They've already changed their goalkeeper once, and they'll change them back at some point. I'm not so sure, which is why I think benching a Stupidan, even though he's at home, to Newcastle, who are a good team, I think I think I can make that call and go, I will bench a Stupidan over Colwell and over... 
Matoma. Now, Colwell, Chelsea's defence ranks fourth, although, again, the fixtures have been fairly kind. They did have Liverpool game week one. So, look, that's the defence data. Let's have a look at the attack data and see if that affects our decisions. Because, look, before I look at my transfer in, I'm looking at Brighton attack, um, thinking about um, benchings, you know, Matoma, for example. And as we can see, straight at the top of the list, Brighton are number one at the moment. In terms of the expected goals, non-penalty per 90, Brighton are expected to score 2.72 goals a game. Not too shabby. If we get 2.72 goals a game from Brighton, you can't sell Matoma. Um, which is why this week I will absolutely be keeping Matoma and it's why Martinelli will be going. They're the only two midfielders I'd consider selling, right? Um, if we look at the Arsenal attack, all the way down in 16th. And again, they've had good fixtures. Really good fixtures. So we cannot justify double Arsenal midfield anymore, in my opinion. The other things of note here, I guess, when we're looking at, at potential players to to uh, to sell um, or to bench, um, are Man United attack. It's pretty decent. Fourth, like, you're going to start Rashford. You're going to start Bruno, of course. And you're going to sell them with a very heavy heart. Selling your Arsenal mids far, far easier. Brentford a second and Bomo is still going under the radar for many, myself included. I can't simply accommodate him and I'm prioritising, I think, a, a, a longer term hold in my midfield choice than Bomo. But I did say last week I thought my game week four transfer in would be Bomo. And again, Brentford attack, second in the charts. I completely understand why. But the midfielder I'm bringing in this, this week is centred around Spurs, who we can see are 11th for attack. But the difference with the Spurs team is when they do get those numbers and they're expected to score 1.51 goals a game, which is still not bad, I know there's one guy that's involved. And that the first three game weeks show it. Not just from stats, but more importantly for me, it's eye test. But if we look at the numbers for James Madison and how he compares to Sterling, who again, lots of managers are going after this week. They're the two most in-demand players, right? When we look at Madison versus Sterling, Points very similar, there's one between them. But the expected goals, Madison 1.25, Sterling 0.92. The expected assists is so much higher for Madison, 1.64 versus 0.54. The goal attempts, the chances created, the penalty, the, not the penalty area touches. The goal attempts, the chances created, Madison wins. The only thing Sterling's winning at really is the penalty area touches and he's got one more FPL point. But I know with Madison what I get is consistency. And I know with Spurs I'm getting a team that's going to be all out attack. So guys... My midfield transfer this week is going to be, unless something dramatic happens in press conferences and injuries or whatever, it's going to be Martinelli out, Madison in. I've obviously got the fun, I've, you know, I've got more than enough money. I'm going to be left with even more in the bank. Um, Madison has had a price rise this week. I don't mind that. I was happy to soak that up. Um, information is key. I am happy to go for early transfers. Of course I am. I, last week I made a Tuesday and a Thursday move to beat... Price drops from Gabriel and rises from Jackson. But this week, I'm playing a little bit more patient. Just because, as well, we know Madison was an injury doubt. We know he didn't play in the week for Spurs. He's, I'm sure he's fine. Um, but we also know he came off early against Bournemouth, 75 minutes in. And that's purely because, you know, he was flagged and they've got to wrap him up in cotton wool. So I just want to 100% make sure... Which is why I'm not going early. You know, I want to see press conference quotes and training ground photos. Um, but yeah, Madison, I think, is a fun pick. And look, I completely get it if you're going Sterling. I'm blocked from the Sterling move. I already own Colwell um, 
and I already own Chilwell and I already own Jackson. Now I could take a hit and sell Colwell and get Sterling in, but I genuinely, even if I wasn't blocked from Colwell with Colwell and the third Chelsea asset, I think my transfer in is still Madison. And let's have a look at the fixture ticker to help suggest why I like Madison as a longer term hold. Um, but probably than Sterling, although both are good options, very good options. I filtered the fixture ticker on the Scout site and look, checked Fantasy Football Scout out. This is from the, the members area, all the way to game week 11, right? And this is the next, what, eight game weeks. Um, and you could filter it longer or shorter. I always like looking around six to eight game weeks ahead. as, a, as Probably no more than that. Liverpool top of the ticker, Luton second, we don't care there, but Spurs a third, Chelsea a fourth. So again, like when we're looking at Madison and, and Sterling for fixtures, it's right up there. Now the next two are brilliant for Madison. It's Burnley and Sheffield United, two newly promoted teams. Then they do have Arsenal and Liverpool. But then again, after that, it's like, okay, fun. It's Fulham, uh, it's Luton, it's Palace. Um, both teams, you've heard it to death. The, non, the non-European football thing is big, like... We cannot underestimate that. And these guys getting a full week on the training ground, no midweek fixtures. Spurs are even out the Carabao Cup now. Like, they got loads of time with Ange on the training ground. This Spurs team hasn't clicked yet, and it's still scoring goals for fun or looking good in attack. It's going to click soon, and they're going to go big, especially when Richarlison starts sticking the ball in the back of the net, which surely happens soon. But yeah, Madison over Richarlison is an easy one, by the way, for me at the moment. So that's where we are with fixtures. We can see where we are with the best attack, best defence. But I still want to go back to my team and talk about a couple of the question marks I have. And of course, we've got to discuss, as always, some captaincy for those that maybe want to look outside of the big man. So the big dilemmas I mentioned are who I transfer in. We know that's going to be Madison. Who I bench. I am veering off the back of the data we've seen of benching Estupanan. Now, sure, Brighton have the best attack so far, but they are so poor defensively. If I'm going to back the Brighton attack, I'm going to back Matoma over Estupanan. And then I guess the other person in this equation is Colwell. I could play Estupanan and bench Colwell. And the upside with Estupanan is huge. And the ownership can be quite scary if he does go and bang. And look, his points can come out of nowhere. So Colwell versus Estupanan for a benching spot isn't one I'm absolutely set on. It's one I think I'll probably make. Um, but I could bench Colwell, who, by the way, in the week did go off about just after the hour mark. He went straight down the tunnel, which I never like seeing. You see that and you go, Colwell's out for the weekend. After the game, he... Um, is quoted and Poch is quoted as saying it uh, was precautionary, it was just a knock on his ankle, uh, he'll be fine for the weekend. That's It's been said he'll be fine for the weekend and he left the stadium walking fine. We've seen players leave stadiums on crutches, James Madison recently, and still be fine for the weekend. So I'm sure Cole is all right, but it is a slight concern. Um, and Estupanan's upside is a slight concern. But I've got to look at why we have defenders in our team first and foremost, and that is clean sheet points. And I can't see Brighton keeping it clean. Newcastle have got to turn things around as well. They've been playing well, but not necessarily getting the results. So I think we'll see Estupanan benched. The midfielder in we know. The goalkeeper question... Again, I'm looking at clean sheet odds and thinking United are more likely to keep it clean. But again, you could go Turner's going to get more saves. So again, that's a bit of a toss of a coin and a lottery. But at the moment, I'm going with an honour in. Um, I'm pretty well set. I'm very happy with Triple City this week against Fulham. I genuinely think Fulham are the team to target. Um, and we saw they're right at the bottom. They're 20th for, for defence. Um, I know they got the draw against Arsenal, but Arsenal should have scored more goals. Um, 
Dangerous on set pieces, Fulham or can be, like we saw Paulinho with the equaliser. But if Foden starts, I'm expecting points this week and he's a nice differential. So I'm feeling very well set. Um, I just need a Chelsea clean sheet if I do go with that double defence because the Estupinan benching could really hurt. Cameron Archer, by the way, worth noting, did start for Sheffield United in the Carabao Cup. He's on my bench as the second sub, but again, the best 4.5 million in the game. And already, I think we've seen the best 4 million defender long term because Gusto is going to be in and out of the team with Reese James. And Reese James, I think, will be back by game week five or six is Cabore. So again, I feel really well placed. And when we're talking about things like wild cards and stuff, like I'm... I haven't got even a bench of of horrors of some might have. Like they might have a West Ham forward that never plays, the kid, um, Bulldog, who's going to leave Sheffield United. I'm fairly well set. So I'm fairly happy, although I'd like a few more points on the board. Not overly happy with my rank, but it's a long season. It's still early days. Let's look at the captaincy chart. So again, shout out to FPL only who has sent in and he sends me every week uh, an average of... Um, individual players' performance in the last four games against said opponent, right? So, for example, Sterling has only played Forest twice. So the two players starred, Haaland and Sterling, um, they've played that opponent twice. So Haaland versus Fulham, he averages 6.5 points. Sterling versus Forest, 12 points. Not bad. Not bad. Like, if you're looking for a differential captain, you could look at it. Look, past history is something I consider with captaincy is a player good against that club and why because you, you do see those patterns but it's not the be all and end all i also look at uh form team and player i look at massively home advantage for captaincy um so there's more to it than that but if again sterling's got the form and he's got the home advantage so if you are looking for a differential away from harland i think sterling or I think Jackson, Chelsea attack could be fun. I also like staying within City because I love that fixture. So my vice captain this week is actually Foden. Uh, but a shout out to Rashford, who's got a good record against Arsenal. Saka, who's got a good record against United. That fixture's got goals. I went to the Emirates last year to watch that. I think Arsenal maybe won 3-2. Rashford scored from range. I remember Nketiah getting a goal, maybe from a corner. Um, I've got a terrible memory. Um, Son versus Burnley. He scored that worldy goal against Burnley, didn't he? We ran it from his own half. Um, so look, there's good options this week. I think this is a very high scoring week. I think the captaincy chart shows that. I think all of our dilemmas and benchings show that. Um, so that's going to be loads of fun. I'm looking for some big points this week and hopefully not too many of those big swings. I'm hoping the players we sell, like Arsenal midfielders or some of us might be selling uh, United players, I'm hoping they don't come and burn us, so fingers crossed with that. Guys, do you like these team selection videos? If so, please show me you like it by hitting that like button. And of course, if you're new around here, subscribe to the channel. What do you think of me doing lives, by the way? Like, I've never done a live on this channel, um, and I'll give you the reasons why. I'm really scared of hosting lives because I'm not good with tech. Um, and I am going to, for my first time ever, on Friday at 3pm UK time, so around just off the back of the press conference news, but before all those deadline streams, I'm going to do an hour Q&A and host my own live. You might be witnessing a big tech fail, but I promise to try and be there at 3. I'm going to do a dummy run today, so make sure you stay tuned for that, and it's literally answering your questions. I do that in the comments of these videos anyway, but if you fancy getting in the chat and getting involved on the live, then do come and play on Friday at 3pm. Guys, thank you so much for watching. As I mentioned, if you can hit the like and subscribe button on the way out, that'd be amazing. And I'll see you very soon. Sports
Social Podcast Network.